Welcome to the Keeping It Israel podcast with Jeff Futers, where Jeff and his guests talk everything Israel as it relates to Christian faith and the church. If you are a Christian and you stand with Israel, you will be encouraged and challenged by this podcast. And if you're not so sure about the whole Israel thing, you need to learn how your faith connects with Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's Jeff with today's guest. Well, welcome to the podcast, and uh, my name is Jeff. I'll be your host today. I'm the uh, executive director of First Century Foundations, and we're doing something fun today. I'll be interviewing some good friends of mine, Chris Atkins from One Media, and uh, Laura Delagard, who is the the producer of our upcoming Miraculous Victories of Israel documentary series. And we're going to be talking about the series, talking about some of the making of and uh, the travel that we did together. I know you're going to want to listen to this, so I don't want to waste any time. Let's get right to that interview today. We're now streaming on Facebook, so uh, we want to welcome everybody who's joining us live. My name is Jeff. I'm from First Century Foundations, and uh, with me today are Chris Atkins from One Media Productions. Yeah, Chris, you should wave because they wouldn't know that that was you. And uh, and then Laura Delagard. And uh, Laura is the writer-producer of Miraculous Victories of Israel that uh, we have been working on and getting ready to uh, release to the public. Chris, of course, is our director and prolific uh, videographer slash editor and many, many other things. Uh, so, hey, welcome, guys. Good to have you here. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit today, and uh, this this will be not just uh, this Facebook Live event, but it'll be also a podcast that we're going to uh, put up on the Keeping It Israel podcast. And so um, just want to make sure that uh, everybody knows that they'll be able to find it on those, those um mediums. But uh, we're going to talk about this process. And uh, I guess, first of all, let's talk about how you guys know each other. Because, uh, you know, in a very interesting uh, series of events, um, you kind of came to me with this idea. But Chris, you and I were already working together, but you'd known Laura for many, many years. As a matter of fact, more than known, you're, you're related, kind of. Kind of, almost sort of related. Yeah, so uh, my brother is married to Laura's sister, and Laura and my wife, Danielle, were best friends through school, and so we went to church together, and I've known her whole family for a very long time, very long time. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, through high school and through our youth group days, that kind of stuff, we, we knew each other, and then I kind of lost track Laura just kind of disappeared and then uh in 2006 uh my wife Danielle and I were were in Jerusalem and we heard somebody screaming our names <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it I hadn't seen Chris since it's been a long time yeah he used to be in my band actually yes I forgot <laughs> wow. that we used to Laura's so band. Yeah. so in a very in a very real sense the band is back together it is yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. When we ran into you in Jerusalem, or I ran into you, I just, I, I could not believe it. I just thought I haven't seen yeah. them in so long, and of all the places, to just thing. And we, we thought uh, it was really uh, a divine, actually, yeah. kind of meant to be connection. At that yeah. Point. Yeah. It was very cool. And then after that, it just seemed like we kept running into each other more and more, and then work opportunities opened up. Laura was studying at Hebrew University when I went over there to do another project. And we were very, very uh, overwhelmed with that project. And we, so I reached out and I said, Hey, I know you're, I know you're in school right now. Uh, would you, would you have some time to kind of help us out with this? And it, it worked out quite well. And so we've been working together uh, on pretty much all, all things Israel for, long time now yeah it seems like every job that we've had together has taken us to israel or been focused on israel materials so it's interesting well as you know israel is something that's close to my heart and uh that's kind of how we all got connected i mean when i uh 
came to First Century Foundations four years ago. I can hardly believe that it's been four years already. It'll be four years in September, I think. And, um, you know, when I first came, there was a TV show that was in place, First Century Foundations. And by the way, if you're listening, watching, uh, check out First Century Foundations, the television show. We're on Vision TV and uh, Daystar Canada. I think we're on Vision on Tuesdays and Daystar on Thursdays. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., day, uh, Thursdays at 1.30 for now. Uh, I think that's going to change in the not-too-distant future. But, uh, yeah, check it out or go to our YouTube channel. You can just search First Century Foundations on YouTube and uh, see the show there. But, uh, you know, the show had, had been in place for a number of years. You had worked with my predecessor, Chris. Yeah. And uh, so when I contacted you to say, hey, what should we do with this TV show thing? Um, you know, you, you told me you were going to make me a star. Uh, and I want to say I'm a little disappointed still. Um, I didn't know, really... say Hey? I didn't say how long it would take. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, so so we'll, we're still waiting. But, um, but anyway, it's been fun. It's been fun working together. Um, at least I think it's been fun. I shouldn't speak for you, but uh, we have good. spent a fair bit of time together in Israel. And if you're like me... Uh, you're missing Israel right now. This has been a bad year. Oh my goodness. I am missing Israel so much. I mean, having studied there for seven months and then been there back and forth with Chris so often and then with you. Um, yeah, it's really uh, it's really sad to think that we may not be there for a little while. Yeah, actually, I'm quite angry at the two of you because uh, while I'm working on editing this project, I'm having to look at all these amazing shots and remembering all of our times in Israel <laughs> and all the restaurants that we ate at. And it's yes. like, ah, I, not only can I not get there, but I have to look at these images and feel almost homesick for Israel every day. And uh, Yes. Well, um, I would apologize, except that, um, you know, we're paying you. So, oh, well, that's true. yeah, it, you, it, just suck it up. You'll, you'll be you'll be fine. Uh, we're missing Israel too. I, uh, I agree with both of you. Uh, this has been, uh, just a, a very strange year and I don't know when we might get back there again, but anyhow, let's not get too far off, uh, into COVID territory. Everybody knows this is happening. It's a global pandemic. We don't have to tell people anymore. Um, but we want to talk about this project, miraculous victories of Israel. And Chris, um, you and I traveled, I think, Back in uh, March last year, February, March, we went to film for yeah. the TV show. And while we were there, you sort of casually mentioned, and you'd maybe mentioned it once before, this idea that, you know, your friend Laura had. I had never uh, met Laura, didn't know anything about her, um, you know, thought it was kind of sketchy that you were pushing her. Uh, but at the same time, um, this idea intrigued me. So, Laura, you had come up with a concept. You've done some of this kind of thing before, but talk about the vision for this series and sort of how how we got here. Um, well, it's been a long journey getting here for me, for me and my side of the story. Um, I uh, first kind of got a, a revelation, I don't know if you want to say, or just my, it was quite a, a heart change for me. Um, in about 1999, I think it was, uh, when I first got it, um, hearing a sermon about Ruth um, in the Bible, clinging to uh, Naomi rather than leaving her. Um, long story short, it just talked about how as people who are not Jewish, but are Gentiles who believe in, in the God of Israel, um, that we have a, a role to play in, um, you know, holding on to, to Israel and to that important heritage that we're grafted into. And after that, I actually went to Israel on, for my first trip. It was like months after, um, my aunt had gone and said, go, go, go. And, uh, it was just a tour, um, and I was just struck. I just knew I was going to be back. And and the Bible just started to come to life and actually make a lot more sense to me. And eventually I ended up in university studying uh, religious studies as my major and my master. And uh, just loved learning Hebrew and 
just, uh, yeah, the, the passion for Israel grew inside of me. So really this, this documentary series just comes out of that, that passion. That's fantastic. And so the, the idea about, you know, miraculous victories, I mean, I've read the Old Testament for many, many years now, gone through those stories, and we heard them in Sunday school as kids. Um, what, what brought you to uh, this sense of sort of pulling some of these together and really chronicling and, and documenting is, is what we're doing, um, you know, the fact that, that these happened and we can, we can know that these happened with a certain amount of, a certain amount of certainty. What, what got you there? Um, I actually learned about the modern wars of Israel. So mm. 1967, I, I learned about how, and, and even 19, the war of 1948, um, Israel's independence war, um, just reading about how the Jewish people having just survived a Holocaust barely, um, being attacked all around, just were, just managed to survive. And in my mind, reading about some of the battles and just stepping back and looking at the picture, it just reminded me of a biblical battle. And it just made mm-hmm. me wonder, you know, I had heard in Sunday school about Jericho and the walls coming down and um, David and Goliath and um, all these miraculous stories. And I just thought, I wonder if, you know, God, still does those things for Israel today because it seems as though they've survived against all odds. Um, And uh, it just, yeah, it just got my, my wheels turning and I started diving into the Bible, diving into history. And uh, I thought it, it was worthy of a a series, you know, just to take people from the, some of them through the Bible, through some of the most amazing victories right to the modern times and just to see God's hand of faithfulness on the nation, Israel. Fantastic. Well, we, um, Chris and I talked back in, in, uh, March, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, That was a year ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, he he said, "What do you think? Do you want to do you want to sort of investigate this?" And he, he introduced you and I by email, and then we started to sort of chat a little bit back and forth. You sent me a kind of a, a rough draft of what these episodes would look like, and and this has sort of morphed over time. But um, I'm so excited that we are getting so close to being able to get this product out to people. I think that people are going to be interested in in having this for their collection. Uh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be educational for them. It's going to be informational for them, but also it's going to transport them to, uh, you know, a place that maybe a lot of people will never be able to go. And uh, that's what we try and do with the television show. But also this, this series, um, it really speaks to, to the heart of God's faithfulness to Israel, but in turn his, his faithfulness to all of us. Right. I mean, that's kind of what we, saw and discussed over and over again, even as we were filming and, and talking to some of the experts. So um, we're going we're gonna to just get into talking about what it's all about for now. So, so Laura or Chris, either one, you know, tell us a little bit about some of the victories that we're going to cover and, and how, uh, how all of that has been coming together. Let's just, let's just talk about that a little bit. Did you want to start with maybe the first uh, episode? Absolutely. We're going to show the trailer here in a minute as well, but I, I want to kind of whet people's appetite before we get there. Okay. Okay. Well, when first, uh, um, the first episode is focused on the miraculous victory over the promised land itself. So, um, of course, everyone's familiar with Jericho and the walls of Jericho come tumbling down. So that's um, a part of the first one. Um, and, uh, what makes it so ex- exciting is that we actually went there and yeah. had some adventures uh, in Jericho filming yeah. and uh, were able to get some drone shots we didn't even think we could get. Yeah, yeah, and some, and some good waffle too. But uh, I, what I think is so cool about all of this is, you know, as a kid going to Sunday school, you know, you see the felt board, Jericho and the felt board, uh, Joshua going in, and you've heard these stories since you're a little kid. and. And when you're actually there and you can see the ruins of Jericho and you start to research and you find out what uh, some archaeologists, I mean, there's still some debate over some things, but the fact that Jericho did exist, it existed at that time, 
there is a destruction layer that seems, uh, certainly appears to fall in line with the biblical account, uh, all of these things, and you're standing on that spot. I mean, you know, and, and we're very fortunate. Not everyone can stand on that spot. Yeah, we are. And, and especially, you know, with, with the situation with the COVID thing now, people not being able to travel. And some of these people, some of some of our viewers that are watching today, you know, hopefully you'll get a chance to go to, to Israel and see this stuff for yourself. But if you can't, then this documentary series is a great way for you to explore. You get to meet the archaeologists that are doing these these digs. You get to hear from uh, both Jewish and Christian scholars that can talk not only about the historical layer of what's happening, but also the spiritual implications. As these, yeah. these miraculous victories, they weren't just for that moment in time to, to allow one people to defeat another people. God builds everything with, you know, with multi-layers, with multiple purposes. Okay. Uh, and those, those battles, those victories, uh, of course, they helped, they helped his people at that time, but they still speak to us today. And so, you know, what, what, what is he saying? How does this, how does this, uh, how does this work? And so I, that's what I mean. I'm just blown away when I see what Laura uh, has come up with, what she's writing and, and the research that she's put into this series and then you presenting and what you bring to the table to, to present uh, this series. Um, I, I'm very excited to hear what people think of it once, once we release these. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about each of the Bible stories is that we're, we are focused on Israel. We are focused on what God did in the past for that nation that he chose. But what we're, we constantly do each episode is we step back and say, okay, this is the God of Israel. That is, that is our God as Christians, and he can do this for them. You know, he can do this. He can win victories in our lives, too. So we always come full circle. Um, every single episode and and there's just such a, a profound personal application as well absolutely yeah you know i as we were going back and forth on some of the writing even even before we went uh, to film last november uh, you know i remember how many conversations we had about this that really the the takeaway from uh, what what it is that we were talking about is i mean there's two there's one that says you know what the bible is true uh, you know, we can we can know that that what the Bible talks about happened to a certain degree because of archaeology, because of, uh, you know, what the experts are interpreting the archaeology to mean. But also the second thing is that is that if God is, you know, is God if God is faithful to Israel and if these stories are true the way that we believe they are then that means something for us as people who believe in God, who believe in Yeshua, believe in Jesus as the Messiah. And, uh, you know, Chris, you talked about the layers uh, of the message and really what all of this is leading to, every story. Uh, you know, we, we talk about the conquest, uh, Jericho, we talk about Hetzor, and then, you know, we, we move to uh, David and Goliath. What an amazing story. And, and we'll chat a bit more about that. And then Hezekiah and, and Sennacherib and the siege on Jerusalem. All of these stories are, are leading us to a place because God had a plan, not just to deliver Israel in these moments, but also to establish the house of David. Uh, that would be the line of the Messiah, that Jesus would come, that he would die for the sins of the people, that we would be able to be a part of the family as Gentiles. We'd be, we'd be grafted in. All of this leads us to that eventuality and helps us to understand that God is faithful, not just to Israel, uh, but that he's faithful to us personally as well, right? That's that yes. to me has been sort of the the exciting thing about this is that we're not just going to be educating people; we're going to be helping people to make that that uh, jump uh, in their faith journey to to trust God because of what it is they're learning in these in these videos. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's what's been really exciting about some of that. So.
the book of Joshua in chapter 6 gives us such a detailed account of how the city was mighty and fortified and yet demolished by Joshua and his people. He addresses Goliath as an uncircumcised Philistine. Why is this so important? Because he brings up the covenant. And the Philistines are totally shocked. David takes Goliath's sword, decapitates the guy, like holds up his head. The Philistines freak out, they run, and the Jews win an incredible victory. You know that archaeologists love destructions because you know the misfortune of the ancients is our fortune. We even found an inscription which mentions two names that are very similar to the name Goliath. The first real miracle was the fact that Israel took out the air force of all of its enemies. One percent of the population was killed in the war. That's an enormous number of people. Why would a loving and just God favor one nation over another, ensure their continued survival, and promise them, and only them, this land? These are the questions I hope to answer as we explore some of Israel's most astounding, miraculous victories. Hey, listen, uh, we will definitely, as a matter of fact, right now, I'll go and put, uh, I'll go and put the link in the live presentation if people want to watch it on their own and we can accomplish something that way. Yeah. And if they, if they like, uh, if they like what they see, they can share that link with, uh, with their friends. Maybe they, they know I would, wonders about, about Israel. Yeah, no, I think that would be a great idea. Great idea. All right, so let's talk uh, while I'm while I'm doing this, while I'm looking at my other monitor. You guys can chat a little bit. So, uh, so first episode, you know, we um, we went with Danny the Digger to Jericho. Um, there was there was a little bit of a little bit of excitement because you know we we couldn't go on our own. We had to book a uh, you know a driver an arab driver to take us into that uh, area uh, yeah. laura you had some some hesitations about all of that so so talk a little bit through yeah. your anxiety there and and uh, we'll uh, go from there i always feel safe in israel but uh when you're leaving um what did the signs say as we're heading toward jericho there's a big so whenever you go in the west bank into places like that there's a big red sign huge red sign that's that warns israeli citizens do not go in here at your own risk of kidnapping and death uh, because they've had they've had issues i mean jericho used to be a city that jews and arabs both inhabited and lived side by side and um and people from jerusalem would go to jericho for the, for the day to visit in fact danny the digger was telling us how when he was a boy when he would go i think he lived in the galilee and when they would go to visit their family in Jerusalem, they would there was no outside roads. You'd have to drive through the the downtown streets of Jericho to get there. But when the, with the the intifadas and tensions rising, it's become more hostile for mm -hmm. for Israelis to enter those places. And there's been kidnappings and killings of Israelis that entered. Yeah, so, so you don't necessarily see "Welcome to Jericho" as you're driving in. And I started to get a little more nervous as we were driving. That was the most nervous I was on the trip. I think just having kids now, I don't know. I feel a little bit more nervous when we're outside of, but uh, the tour guide seemed, Danny was very relaxed. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we had an Arab driver that he said he trusted with his life. Yeah. And that made us all very uh, comfortable and yeah, and we had no issues at all. It was, None. It was great. And it, it's, was, it's, it is a beautiful city, too. It's in the food, all the, the hospitality at that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. It was amazing. You know, what I was amazed at is, you know, trying to find a place to film. Um, 
uh, it's very interesting. You know, here's some behind the scenes, right? I mean, uh, when when you see it on video, it's going to look fantastic. But uh, but where we stood and where we filmed was a very unique location, was it not, Chris? Backyard. Yeah, some, <laughs> someone's backyard at the at the back end of a big uh, date palm. Uh, uh, orchard, kind or... of an orchard. There's like a park there, but there's that's one thing that you don't get from the uh, the video is the smells and yes. some of the places when we're filming at the edge of fields. Because uh, you think about, say, you know, we want to go to Jericho to film. Well, for us to get that, you know, the archaeologist or you speaking at those locations, that means we have to be outside of the location, exactly. often a field or someplace, so that we can show it behind you, right? Otherwise, you're just you know, you just have a pile of dirt behind you. It doesn't doesn't give you any context. Mm -hmm. So getting out into these places uh, put us in, in some, uh, you know, especially the fields where it, you didn't always get the best smells. No. And, uh, but you as the viewers, that's the benefit. We do that for you so you don't have to smell that. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I and I will say too that it was great that we had our Arab driver with us yeah. because uh, he was able to negotiate for us at the gate to the the actual dig, yes. uh, so that we could go in and get some filming there. That was that was quite uh, a yeah. blessing. Yeah, so he could speak Arabic oh, so yeah. well and just connect with them, and then they warmed to us. So yeah, it turned into such a great experience. But initially. I had my uh, hesitations. Yeah, you know, and I do find that for the for the most part, um, you know, when you're in the Middle East, uh, whether it's in Israel or other places, you know, the average person are they're usually very, very friendly and very welcoming and very excited to share their culture and their history with uh, with visitors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get this impression from from the news and all the bad stuff that we hear. We get these uh, these false. Uh, you know, preconceived notions of what of what uh, people from the Middle East are like, mm -hmm. and then you get over there, and you think, wow, they're they're some of the friendliest, most hospitable people, whether they're from Israel or the West Bank or or, or wherever. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a lot of Arab friends uh, in in Israel and in the West Bank, and just you know, some of the best people in the world. So it's 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 amazing to see that. I agree. And uh, there is absolutely nothing like Arab hospitality. Yeah. Uh, Arab hospitality is is like nothing I have ever seen when I visit with uh, some of our Arab partners there. Um, the food, oh my goodness. And they just, they keep bringing it and bringing it and bringing it. And yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's not good for me personally, physically uh, <laughs> around the middle, but uh, it is amazing to be yeah. able to be a part of that. And what about the meal that we had at Jericho that day? Uh, you know, the the chicken dish with the rice and the, yeah. pot, yes. the, uh, the pita. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And the yes. Hummus. Yeah. That, what was that drink? They gave some sort of a lemon lemon drink. Yeah, the, the mint lemonade kind of. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm so hungry. I know. Lemonade. <laughs> is it close to lemonade? <laughs> so apparently it's not the camera that adds, adds 10 pounds. No. It's, uh... Well, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Listen, the, that's great. So, so we did the Jericho. Uh, we did the Jericho interviews. We didn't just talk to Danny, the, Danny the Digger. We also talked to some uh, some pastors, some theologians, some people that kind of helped us walk through the story, and and a rabbi too, uh, our yeah. good friend uh, Rabbi Ken Spiro. And uh, yeah, talk talk a little bit about some of the people that we encountered. Um, I think another feature. Um, well, let's just have been going to, to Israel. Our tour guides have always said, well, there's no archaeological evidence of a destruction, you know, that matches the Bible, Jericho. So we were going in with that kind of understanding. Yeah. Um, but I had read some other articles that said there's, quite, there's actually starting to find that there's much more of a possibility than they thought. There's, yeah. There are scholars that are contradicting mm -hmm. um, Kathleen Kenyon's original, you know, her... Uh, theory. So it was neat to go there and kind of figure out what we, you know, what we felt and thought and hear the archaeologists there. Um, but I would say the highlight for episode one for me was talking to the archaeologist that worked at Hazor because oh, yeah. Hazor was yeah. just everything. The evidence matches the story in the Bible, like um, pretty much without dispute or not much of a dispute. I don't yeah. think. And these aren't religious people. These aren't people that no. want 
the evidence to support their belief. These are people that are purely scholarly and uh, and they want the science, right? What does what does the find tell yeah. us? And they draw their conclusions from there. And to have somebody like that who doesn't have that, you know, doesn't have that that faith agenda to try to prove something, uh, mm-hmm. and end up proving something. I mean, that's the that is the best. And I mean, maybe for the viewers that Hazor is not mentioned as much in the Bible, but it is mentioned in the conquest of the Promised Land as the head of all the the kingdoms in the area. So the it is the head, the yeah. big Canaanite you know big one yeah. so like the washington dc yeah you know what he was saying yeah, the, right. at the time and so to just see that um they were able to conquer that and uh the evidence really points to israel yeah ancient israel um is it really blew me away yeah uh, it's it's so cool to hear that and, to, and then to get some of the background from say ken spiro uh and ken and also honorina Heyman. Uh, from Align with Zion, they bring such understanding to our mm. Western Christian minds. You know, mm. to hear to hear from from the Jewish perspective of not only the history but some of the theology. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it it's it's not something that changes your faith as a Christian, but it certainly brings much more understanding which I find is, uh, is pretty amazing. I think it's very valuable to have people like Ken and Honorina uh, in a series like this because they're able to bring so much of, of the Jewish roots of, of what we've read, especially, yes. I mean, Old Testament stuff. Uh, and I, I know there's a lot of people that think, oh, I don't even bother reading the Old Testament. It's too, it's too boring or it's too bloody or, or whatever. And they think that it's not really yeah. relevant for us today, but I would strongly disagree. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I love uh, what you said about that context, because Judaism, uh, you know, as we understand more about uh, the thinking of of the uh, of the Jewish people over the centuries, it doesn't really challenge Christianity. It actually it actually helps to flesh it out. It helps to mm-hmm. for us to understand it in a in a in a broader perspective, and yeah. for us to also uh, you know be challenged with our narrow uh, Western mindset because you know we contextualize everything we we take it all and make it about us and it's not all about us uh it's about god building his family and we get to be a part of the family eventually down the line but uh you know god is building his family and so there's this this amazing um this amazing reality that we become aware of as we uh, as we understand some of those perspectives a little more and uh, we've had on arena on the show before on the and and ken as well and uh it's just uh, it's great to get their perspective and then also the perspective of some of our friends in israel who are involved in in the christian and and the messianic world uh people like uh like chad holland from king of kings and man chad has a sharp brilliant mind mm-hmm. the guy thinks on his feet like nobody i i think i've ever heard before and uh what what incredible depth that he brings to to the whole story as well not just the jericho story but but throughout the series yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a very consistent blend the whole documentary of you have your you know scholars you know archaeologists you have your theologians both jewish and both christian messianic there's just a nice blend of voices and it's just lovely to hear the truth come out through those voices. Yeah, yeah have absolutely. All these, have all of these people from different backgrounds uh, saying the same thing. Right? It's amazing. How, how often does that yeah. happen? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know, we understand, we don't agree on every every single fine point, but but where where those uh, where those thoughts um, mesh or or merge together and uh, and line up, it's it's incredible to see uh, the, the sort of the truth that comes out. And, um, you know, I, I just think people are going to be so challenged by this series and not just have it, um, you know, underscore or, or, um, or what's the word I'm looking for, you know, not just have it uh, confirm, not just have it confirm everything that they've always believed, but, but have added to their perspective other elements that they didn't even think about that that even more uh, solidly 
help the the truth to be established. I think that that's going to be a phenomenal thing. And I think for first century foundations, I mean, as your your name encompasses that idea of um, Christianity had, there was a foundation there, you know, that Christianity yeah. root system already there before Christianity grew from it. And yeah. I just love that there's so many Jewish voices speaking into these traditions and things you, I never knew about King David, for example, um, things like, you know, his background and where he came from. I, I had no idea it was, you know, he came out of difficult circumstances and, and to just have that add into the narrative is so amazing. It just brings your faith so much more alive. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the first century foundations had to be built on top of something, right. not just floating in space. So, you know, the first century foundations of our faith and that, you know, from the time of Jesus, it's sitting on something <laughs> and it's, you know, it's sitting on a bedrock of, you know, thousands of years. Of, Absolutely. Of, uh, of Jewish history. Meaningful history, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, we we talk about if somebody were to say, well, why, why, why would you... Uh, as a as a charity, as a ministry that helps ministries in Israel want to do a documentary series like this? And, and my answer would be, well, uh, our mission is that we are here, we exist to turn hearts around the world towards the land, the people, and the God of Israel. That's the stated mission that we have on our website. That's sort of what guides everything that we do. And when I think about turning hearts toward Israel and toward the God of Israel, uh, I think about educating people, about informing them about uh, the fact that the word of God is true and that we can we can challenge, uh, you know, the, the science behind it and the archaeology behind it to, to understand that really there's so much that confirms what the Bible tells us. And I believe that as people, uh, you know, fall in love with Israel, for example, if, if Israel is something that they're excited about, they fall in love with Israel and the archaeology and everything. They're going to fall more in love with with God as well and see God's hand and his faithfulness, not just in their lives, but in in the history uh, of the world. And so that's why we do things like this. Of course, we pray, too, that it will help to fund more ministry that uh, that can happen in Israel in the future. We want to be able to continue to help these organizations in the land of Israel with with money, with finances. And as we make this product available to people that they can purchase it, they can download it, they can they can buy the DVDs if they still use DVD players. And I know lots of people still do. And so, uh, you know, we'll we'll make sure that that we have this out there so that people can purchase it. And um, we're working today on the on the site, uh, you know, the landing page, Uh, I can tell you, that uh, it's miraculousvictories.com, miraculousvictories with an S.com. And uh, you may not find anything if you go there right this second, but uh, something will be up in the next day or so. And we want to just encourage you to check that out. So um, yeah, a lot of a lot of fun putting this together. I, what I uh, thought was so exciting, I mean, so, so here's, here's the, you know, the, the geek part, uh, I just love sitting and, and listening to all of these archaeologists talk about talk about what they do, how they find what they find, and, and how they, uh, you know, are able to authenticate uh, some of these things. Uh, I mean, listening to, uh, listening to Amnon Bentor, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, uh, to Danny the Digger, and to Ilat Mazar. Oh, my goodness, she is amazing. Yes. Um, just Just hearing them, talk about the work that they do and a lot especially dr she's so unassuming you know she's just so down to earth and very very uh, very very clear about the work that she does she's not out to you know to prove anything but you know she says i i work and she's jewish by the way she's not a a christian believer but she says i work with a a trowel in one hand and and a bible in the other because because we're looking to see you know what it is that we can find here in this land that that corroborates uh, the story of our jewish history i i just think she's incredible yeah especially considering all of the stuff that's happening in the world today and there's a lot of people questioning uh, questioning history, questioning our values, questioning where we came from, and to find proof that the that the book that our Judeo-Christian 
uh, values and Western life is based on, to find proof that they're not just fables. It mm -hmm. wasn't just uh, a group of, of old fuddy-duddy guys who, who wanted to make rules to try and control people. Uh, or, I mean, that's the, that's the perception. Um, to, to find out that the book is, is true, that, that our values, that our way of life comes from somewhere, and that mm -hmm. the history is, is all valid and real, uh, it's more important than ever for us to find the roots of who we are and where we came from. Uh, because they're, they're being challenged. They're being challenged every day. And that's why I think it's very important for, for, for everyone who, who, lit, you know, who values our, our Judeo-Christian Western uh, you know, lifestyle and our culture. Yep. It's important for you to know where we came from. It's important for you to understand why we have the culture and the values that we have. Because you are going to be challenged. And if you can't give an answer, then, you know, what, what, what good is it? You know, we enjoy so many freedoms. We enjoy such uh, an amazing way of life. Um, and, you know, I think it's important for us to understand where that came from. That's great. That's really, really good. Laurie, you have any thoughts on that? Um, I just agree 100%. I think it's really um, critical. And especially as the world is going through so much turmoil right now, I think a lot of people are seeking and, you know, they're home and they're alone with their thoughts more and just wondering, you know, how, you know, what's the world coming to and what's, you know, what maybe what, what's the purpose of all of this. And, and it's just amazing to me to be working on this uh, documentary at this time. I've come away sometimes from writing with tears in my eyes, just going through my own personal um, hardships uh, right now. And just um, looking at, for example, King Hezekiah, who, you know, everything looked like Jerusalem was just going to be destroyed. You know, here you have an army that has destroyed it pretty much all, every other city in Judah, um, except Jerusalem and, and Lachish has just gone down, you know, yeah. your biggest, most beautiful, you know, uh, city. And here you are, city. it's yeah. like, mm -hmm. and I mean, we were in Lachish, we saw the fortifications wow. and the, um, Chris has some amazing shots. Mm -hmm. um, and to, to think that such a mighty city fell down and here's Hezekiah, you know, God, help me. What do I do? And he just goes into the temple. He goes into God's presence and he just says, help. You know? And to think that that prayer, so simple, you know, just God heard and he said, Isaiah, you know, go tell him it's going to be okay. And, you know, um, it's just amazing to see that there's actually archaeological evidence that backs the fact that yeah. God answered Hezekiah's prayer. You know, it's his cry to God. And it yeah. just, for me, that was so encouraging for me to just, um, God, you know, just give him your problems. And I think, uh, Jeff, you ended that, uh, that episode with, you know, be anxious for nothing. Um, don't yeah. be anxious, but just pray. It's just so simple. And I think just those kind of lessons that are coming out, um, for me, um, are really meaningful. Yeah, I, I love the fact, especially with the Hezekiah story, that not only do you see of course, what's written in the Bible and the archaeological evidence, but we also have Sennacherib's account. Yes. yes. And so you've got this source outside the Bible mm -hmm. that, of course, he doesn't tell you why he left Jerusalem. He doesn't tell you, uh, but you re you can read his own words of how he feels like he's got Hezekiah trapped like a bird in a cage, mm -hmm. and he had he had he was so impressed with his own victory over Lachish that he had his throne room in Nineveh. Uh, he had a massive, massive, uh, what do you call it, uh, mural or, you know, this mm -hmm. whole scene laid out that they, that they found a number of years ago. And uh, so you don't just have to take the Bible's word for it. Mm -hmm. You can look outside the Bible and find the other side of that account. And yeah. it just verifies it. I mean, that's... And of course, as Sennacherib is writing his account, he's going to put himself in the very best possible light. I mean, that's just, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, that's how it works when you yeah. are... Uh, writing your memoirs that's what i do yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well yeah. we know that if he had conquered jerusalem that it would have been announced yeah. very loud and clear and exactly it was nowhere it was you the know. only one 
not yeah. mentioned. You know, he he talks about the siege of Jerusalem, but it's the only city he doesn't talk about the conquering of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff. Uh, I love. Uh, you know, I want to go back. You said something, Laura, about uh, about Isaiah going to Hezekiah with the message, and and the fact that these two were were contemporaries of each other. And then we talked to to Dr. Mazar, Alat Mazar, who mm-hmm. shared with us how the, these two bulai were found, one with the name Hezekiah on it, King Hezekiah, one with almost definitively uh, the name of, of Isaiah the prophet. Ten and, feet apart, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, nine or ten feet apart, three meters, I think she. <laughs> yeah, social distancing. <laughs> it was pretty amazing but it is amazing because it comes right out of the same time period of the story and and they find them there below the temple mount and um what do you say it was in the bakery uh kind of the garbage area of the baker it's it's just phenomenal to think about uh all of these things that we discover together and you know what i go back to something one of you said earlier we truly are extremely blessed uh, to be able to travel there, to be able to have done some of the things that we've done, to talk to some of the people that we've talked to, and um, I just want to say, you know, while we're on the on the live feed here and on the podcast, you know, Laura, thank you so much for all of the legwork that you did to pull all of this together, because uh, you know, I, I just became so aware when when we were doing this series that. I didn't have to make any phone calls. I didn't have to set up any interviews. I didn't have to line up any experts. I, di- I didn't have to do any of that. I just, I showed up and, and went on camera and uh, all of the credit goes to you for pulling this together as a cohesive, uh, you know, thing, six one hour episodes that we're going to end up with. And, and somehow you pulled that together in a period of, you know, that, that we actually um, did the filming and the interviewing in a period of about two weeks. Uh, a little less than two weeks, about eleven days, I think, right? And um, and we're still friends afterwards. <laughs> I know we survived, <laughs> right? Not eating all day, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I, I will say I'm cognizant of the time here because if I go past uh, too far past lunch hour, you guys are going to whine and complain that I, you know, yeah. that you didn't get your lunch again today. I'm actually I'm waiting to do that. Actually, that's uh, I've been watching my watch. You've been watching your watch. I've been watching uh, waiting to complain. So that you can complain. Oh well, feel free. You have the floor. Okay. Now, if you could just go back to that that meal in Galilee. Oh, that would oh be- yeah. Oh my yes, 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 yes. Uh, here's a little free advertising for Dex in Tiberias. Right? What a phenomenal place, and uh, the food. Oh my goodness. Uh, if if my friend uh, Doug is watching, he probably you know probably too busy today to be watching, but maybe he'll watch us at some point. Doug knows Dex very well. And uh, we actually had to text him a picture of the meal that, that day so that he could, you know, feel what he was missing. I, I know he appreciated that very much. <laughs> well, I, think, I think we should also mention, though, just that, that, you know, when we do the filming and we do the editing, that is that's not the biggest part of making this thing. And so so all of the research that Laura's had to put in, I mean, it's oh. months, months of work that when you know it's kind of funny when uh, when you're dealing with this kind of stuff and the viewer will sit down and watch an hour you know they don't realize how many hours went into making that hour and how exactly how many sleepless nights and <laughs> how many hair pulling out sessions that yeah. uh, have taken place to get all of that stuff together uh so yeah uh, yeah it's 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 a lot of work but man it's so cool that we get to do that work. I feel just blessed to be able to do this. It's it's such an honor. And yeah. well, and, and let's let people know too that that on the other end, on the editing end, as Laura is trying to pull all this together and and go through the the different video segments and figure out how it all fits. Uh, just for fun, let's throw COVID nineteen in there and have your kids home twenty four seven, and you know. <laughs> Not be able to leave your house and all of that kind of stuff. Telling you, if teachers yeah. aren't on strike, there's COVID. It's been one of those years. Yeah. Starting about January, things have been off the rails at our house. But uh, yeah, 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 
Well, we salute you. You've done some amazing work. And uh, we're, we're really looking forward to seeing the, the finished product. Uh, you know, I really think that we have, uh, we've covered a lot of material today and, and uh, I don't want to prolong this, but uh, I will just say that, well, first of all, it's just, it was a pleasure working with both of you and, and continues to be. Today was fun. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that we could uh, see each other's faces and, and get to chat again and, and catch up. But uh, we had a great time as we as we filmed this. You know, um, Laura, thanks for keeping track of all my shirts. Because um, <laughs> I don't think people understand. I don't think people realize that when you're doing something like this, every every place you stop to film could be for a different you know episode based on based on uh how the the interviews and stuff line up so a lot of quick changes in the car or outside the car or you know whatever and uh you kept track of it all so that was great and um you know chris you uh i'll say this about the, the tv show for sure you know for the television show um, whenever I would be stuck, you'd always figure out what it is I should say, or, or give me some kind of idea that, that could get me rolling. And, um, we can be a little temperamental us, us, uh, you know, pastor personality type people. No. And so I, I appreciated, you know, both of you kind of keeping me going and keeping me motivated and encouraging me, uh, telling me that, that it was good even when it wasn't. And, uh, you know, some of that kind of thing. But what we we ended up, we finally did get sort of the, the takes we needed. And I was excited and happy about that. But very quickly, actually, yeah. I was not expecting it to go as smoothly as it did. Jeff. I think um, God's grace was definitely there. And I, I just think, yeah, you did well. It's, it's not an easy task to, no. first of all, to stand in front of the camera and talk. <laughs> but then to talk about this kind of stuff. There's a lot of. There's, you have to have all that knowledge. You have to have that stuff in your heart and in your brain and then be able to articulate it. And you did a great job. Well, thank you. Uh, you guys are very, very kind. But uh, it's it's tremendous uh, for us to be able to uh, to be able to be involved in this project together. And I'm getting excited because we're getting close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's say I'm going to let's say by the end of July that that we should have three episodes ready for people to uh for people to purchase and and um I, i'm just excited about that we'll uh, put the trailer up on the uh on the website miraculousvictories.com and that should be ready as, as i said in the next day or so um and we've put the youtube link into the the facebook live feed so that anybody who's been watching on facebook live can uh, can see the trailer from there uh or go to our youtube channel first century foundations and if you just search First Century Foundations on YouTube, you'll find um, all of our video stuff there. You can watch three seasons of the show. You can uh, see lots of our, our ministry type stuff. But the the uh, trailer is there as well. And um, it's unlisted at the moment. But after I get off of this call, I'm going to change that uh, because we're sort of going full public today. And, uh, you know, we, we really are excited about this. So six episodes. Um, I have them right here so that uh, I don't mess this up. Episode one, Victory Over the Promised Land. We talk about Jericho. We talk about Hetzor and, and uh, other victories. David and Goliath is episode two. Um, man, we didn't even get the chance to talk about going to the Valley of Elah. And, oh, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. What a, what a phenomenal place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, episode three, God Saves Jerusalem. That's Sennacherib and Hezekiah. That I mentioned, episode four will be victory over sin and death, and uh, this is the incredible victory that G Jesus won for all of us. And uh, I know that uh, that's going to be one that people are looking forward to. Episode five is the resurrected army, and uh, you know this amazing story of the Jewish people since the time of Jesus and the diaspora and how God has had his hand upon their lives and how he brought them back together as a nation in 1948. There's some great, great stuff in that episode. And then episode six, miraculous peace. And, and we talk about among other things in that episode, uh, you know, things like anti-Semitism and God's faithfulness to Israel as, as we move forward through history. And uh, I just think this is going to be so phenomenal. So uh, we'll kind of, 
bring this all to a, a bit of a bit of a close. But what do you guys want to say before we sign off here today? I would say that uh, I, I'm very excited about this about this series. And uh, I mean, there's so many victories. We just kind of hit a few of them. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do another another series uh, to to pick out some more. But well, you know what? We talked about kind of the first three a little bit. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll do this again when we're ready to release the the full, um, you know, the full set. Yeah. Or or maybe we'll do one for each of the episodes four, five, and six yeah. between now and the fall. I think that would be kind of fun to do. Yeah. And. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sort of envisioning we're going to release three at once at the mm-hmm. end of July. And then what I'd love to do is release one at a time then until all six are, are yeah. done. And then we'll packages, package it as a set. And yeah. uh, it'll be fun. It'll be all kinds of excitement. That's great. Sounds yeah. great. Well, I just want to say it's been such a pleasure working with you guys together as a team. Jeff, you've been such a... a I'm so excited and feel so honored to have met you and to be connected with um, you and uh, Sharon. I know I'll meet her one of these days. (laughs) That was Um, her at the door when we were trying to figure out the whole headphones thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And of course, Chris, working with you again on this project has been just such a blessing. It has been such an adventure once again. Lots of fun. Um, You know, there's always the hard hard parts um of getting everything rolling and jet lag and all that but it's just you can just feel that god's hand's been on this project and so i'm very excited for for its uh release yes full release yeah Yeah. (laughs) coming soon well thank you those are very kind words and i i just want to reiterate uh you know the laura especially the work that you've done um I, i remember this was the first time you've been away from your kids in that long uh, as well right this is kind of a uh, your first foray back out into uh into travel for work and and all that kind of thing after having your children and so thanks for doing that with us and uh uh you know we we managed somehow you got you connected by facetime and and stayed connected that way and uh we we all figure it out when we're away from our, our loved ones but uh uh you know chris i know that when you go home people are your family is like uh, oh you're back uh, yeah. No, but <laughs> yeah well now this is the longest that uh that i've been home uh since since yeah. my we're now you know 1915 uh were born and so yeah they haven't they haven't uh chased me out yet so we're, we're getting along pretty good here <laughs> they're not dropping hints about you traveling somewhere soon or no no in fact no. Uh, quite the opposite we've had a lot of family game nights and stuff that's been uh, it's been difficult for work, but it's been very, very good for the family. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Sounds fun. And what's uh, amazing is we've got this ama- amazing footage that's yeah. so fresh, you know, and it's just like just in time, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so as we as we sort of wrap up, I, that's what I wanted to say. I, I think it's incredible. None of us knew. None yeah. of us knew in November as we were putting all of this together uh, that, that COVID was going to happen. We had no idea that this was on the horizon. And here in a moment where people are going through so much in their lives and their families with loss of jobs. And I mean, you talk about battles, you talk about, about, uh, you know, about being uh, desperate and, and about feeling discouraged. I think that, that this is a timely message for people that, that God in the midst of our incredible, incredible challenges uh, will help us to come through victorious. I, I didn't know, Laura, you didn't know when you were writing some of this stuff that that this would be the time or, or the environment that this message would come out in. But I just think it's going to be an encouragement to so many people who are fighting with with anxiety, who are having mental health issues, who are, uh, you know, just going through it because of isolation and, and fear. You know, people are afraid. What does this virus mean? Uh, Look at Israel right now. Israel is uh, now moving into a a second wave in a very, very serious situation with more people getting on ventilators, more, uh, you know, more cases per day than than we're seeing in Ontario right now. And we have about five million more people here in our province than they do in Israel. So it's it's just it's the timing to me is is uncanny. It's almost as though, you know, 
God might have had something to do with this, uh, not with COVID, but with but with this encouraging message for people to know that that when things are beyond hope, that God can still uh, you know be faithful to us and help us to come through victorious. I think that's amazing. It is my new thing. It is a yeah. timely message for such a time as this. It's it feels um, right. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, listen, guys, thanks for coming on today. Chris, I know you need to go and get your lunch. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Our yeah, 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 yeah. Say, say hi to, uh, to your families for me. And, uh, thanks for joining us. If you, if you're watching, listening on the, on the live event or on the podcast today, thank you for joining us. And we want to just remind you, uh, this is going to be available soon by the end of July is uh, is our target date for the first three episodes to be available. And uh, you can find out more at MiraculousVictories.com, MiraculousVictories.com. And uh, so we're going to say goodbye. Thanks for being with us. And uh, check out Miraculous Victories of Israel. Okay, shalom. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I just want to reiterate, we would love it if you would check out our Miraculous Victories of Israel documentary series. It's going to be available end of July, 1st of August, and MiraculousVictories.com is the website. Remember, we do support many ministries in the land of Israel. If you would like to help us uh, by donating to assist those ministries, we would appreciate that so very much. Our website is firstcenturyfoundations.com. That is firstcenturyfoundations with an S.com. And forward slash donate will take you right to our donate page. And it would be uh, just such a wonderful thing if you would help us in that way. Thanks for listening in today. And remember, as Christians, we stand with Israel.